It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Landon McCool. Nope, I am Marcus Mosher. I wish I was Landon McCool. It's just all back and forth today. Let's I just I, I don't know what's going on. It's the topsy turvy day in the NFL. The Packers lose. The Cowboys lose. The Steelers lose. What's going on, Landon? Uh, I'm Marcus Poacher, Landon McCool. Uh, we are locked on Cowboys. Um, today, Landon, we're hey. talking about the Cowboys 19 to 9 loss to the Chiefs. But first and foremost, how are you doing today, sir? You know, I, I I feel topsy turvy. You know, we 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 just finished watching a, a defensive uh, a, a slugfest in uh, Kansas City between the Kansas City Chiefs oh, and the Dallas goodness. Cowboys. I I don't know what's going on, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's all this is a crazy season, uh, and for every single team involved, and the Cowboys are no different. All right, let's talk about this Cowboys game. They lose yeah. to the Chiefs nineteen to nine. It's their third loss of the season. They've lost two of their last three games. Before we get into what happened in this game, mm. what are your biggest takeaways from it? I can't get over how different I felt about our chances going into this game from the last time that we podcast. I keep thinking, I kept thinking about how when we last spoke to y'all, and y'all, and I'm talking to the audience here, Friday that, that I assumed Tyron Smith was playing, yeah. I assumed Amari Cooper was playing. Um, and in the subsequent days, we get two huge bombs dropped on us. Um, and I think that that kind of, you know, uh, it's that, it's that meme where they have the, the, the dominoes lined up and there, there's like a huge one at the end. And it, and it starts with, uh, Amari Cooper decides not to get vaccinated. Uh, and, and then, it, and then the, the big thing is, you know, what's possibly going to be happening where you have, uh, this game and the next game, you're missing your top two wide receivers. You're mm-hmm. potentially missing your, your your starting left tackle for two, these these two games, um, and you've already committed to making the switch at left guard, uh, thereby throwing off you know basically all the continuity you had building uh, on the left side of your offensive line against a team that is going to blitz uh, all the time with Spagnola Spagnulu and 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 you have also by the way like I mentioned. Lost your two top wide receivers, who are the guys that can beat the man man coverage that you need in order to neutralize the blitz. Uh, so it basically made for absolute nightmare day for Dak Prescott and for the backups who couldn't step up and uh, make the plays that were necessary to score points. Uh, so uh, that's and then you know there's a the whole defensive side of it. This game was absolutely opposite of what we all expected it to be, uh, and and obviously the offensive situation was extremely disappointed, but obviously predictable. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the offense because, man, there's a million different ways you could look at this. Um, the uh, the protection was not good in this game. Dak was harassed all game long. And before we start talking about what went wrong for Dallas and who didn't play well in the injuries, we should first say 
Chris Jones is ridiculously good. Absolutely. It, it, he's a star. And some people are wondering, well, why didn't he do this kind of stuff early in the year? Well, playing defensive end for some stupid reason. It was well, absolutely it, ridiculous. It wasn't a stupid necessarily a stupid reason is they didn't I have another defensive end. Right. Yeah, Frank but- Clark was not healthy and was not playing well. And they just didn't have anybody else. So they went I- out and traded for Melvin Ingram. And now he's back to defensive tackle and he's dominating. I just, you know, the reason you you don't do that is because he, first of all, he's he's just not a defensive end. Second yeah. of all, uh, you can you can neutralize a defensive end. There's lots of ways to to, to neutralize yeah. defensive end that you can't necessarily do uh, with the defensive tackle, as shown today. You know, I mean, it wasn't just Connor McGovern whose butt he was kicking all night. It, you know, he he beat Matt, Zach Martin for a very clean sack. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. Th- that plus Frank Clark actually being looking healthy again for the first time in a long time. Uh, it, it, it was a lot for, like I said, and, and let's not just talk about the fact that Connor McGovern thing, but it's, I, I guess I want to talk about the left side of the offensive line, because I feel like that was a huge part of what's going on. It, it's two separate things, but the fact that they were not made in conjunction with each other is my issue, right? we were all kind of led to believe that the team was trending with Tyron Smith to potentially play in this football game. Yep. I kind of feel like the Cowboys were thinking that maybe, but the problem is, is that when you decide to switch Connor McGovern, and we talked about this, the, the timing of this is very unusual and suspect. And I, I still would like to get some more information here. Um, you, you combine that with the fact that you don't have a healthy Tyron Smith who could potentially help a guy who's making his first NFL start, or at least, you know, First of all, did he start actually last year? I guess he did. Who McGovern? Yeah, yeah he McGovern. started last year. Yeah, but I think this was his first start at left guard, I believe. Yeah, and and I, and and I think this idea that that they did that while and then also having to play T- Terrence Steele clearly was problematic against a team that was rushing, going to rush the passer better this week. So yeah, uh, it's one thing to try to do this even against Atlanta. If they had done this a week earlier, even against Atlanta, maybe you feel a little bit better. I mean, but even then, they have Grady Jarrett, so it's just. I feel like those two situations, uh, you know, obviously you can't you can't help with the deals with Tyron Smith, but the fact that they couldn't figure out that maybe it's not the best idea to switch guards here when it's absolutely not necessary at this moment. Uh, when it seems like they got the guy invested, though. The it yeah, seems like just... they practiced on Wednesday and Thursday, though, with McGovern at left guard, and they, it was pretty clear they wanted to do this. And then when they got to sounds like Saturday walkthrough. It didn't go quite as well as they were hoping for Tyron, and that's why they decided to go with Steele. And then they had no choice. I don't think they wanted to put. They don't think they want to put Connor Williams back out there without no, a week of practice. But again, you know, this is the risk you take. I mean, I understand that that Tyron was practicing better, but he had also been in and out of the lineup for weeks. So maybe it's still not a good idea to necessarily take the risk ah, here. I, I don't just, disagree with you. I, yeah, I, I and, don't disagree. And then, and then the finally, and then finally. That combined with the fact that that they came after Dak heavy, heavy, and you know he definitely had some throws that he missed. He missed that one to Gallup at the, the, the very beginning of the game, first throw of the game. Uh, but uh, you know you expect guys, and we've talked about it with how good these guys are. Cedric Brown, uh, Cedric Wilson, uh, and Noah Brown. Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson played awful in this game. And, they were not you, good. You can't have all the, that trio no. of, of stuff was just enough to to, to not be able to, to to make it happen. And then you know again. Dak did not have a good game. I mean, he, he just didn't play well, and I think he was trying to press early because he realized that things were not working as well as they needed to be, uh, and he was under under duress a lot more than expected. I, I would have said that this game plan 
would have been a, a, a really a, a, a happy thing for the Cowboys if they had got if they had Smith and Cooper. I think if they had faced this kind of blitz game plan, the Cowboys would have beaten it and, and held it held it in uh, in check a, a lot more wow. and been able to uh, sort it all out at least better. But I think that with all those three main things, you, you lose you lose your starting starting wide receiver, then you lose your your number two receiver, and then you basically cannot sort out what's happening with Spagnola at all with because of the lack of continuity on the left side. It was too much for them to, to move the ball, and then they kept shooting themselves in the foot on top of it. So it, obviously that's why they scored nine points, uh, and they did a game that they absolutely could have won when they probably should have won. I want to uh, piggyback of the off of the defense. Yeah, I want to piggyback off those thoughts uh, because I want to talk about how the offensive line and the injuries at wide receivers actually tie into one another. Oh, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. So you could build an argument for whatever narrative you want in this game. Hey, if the protection is better, uh, maybe the Cowboys, you know, maybe guys get open. But if the receivers get open quicker, then maybe (laughs) the protection holds up because the Chiefs aren't blitzing as much. It's just one of those games where it's absolutely killer to have a bad offensive line performance on top of your two top two receivers going out. Uh, because basically what Spagnola was doing in this game is, all right, we're gonna go single cover on single coverage on all of your receivers, beat us deep or beat us quick. And they didn't have anybody after the first I mean, once CD Lane went down, you know, but right before halftime, nobody could do that. Gallup won once. In the second half when he was one-on-one and it was a slant on third down and he converted and that was it. That was the only time that you beat man-to-man coverage in the entire game. So if the Chiefs aren't scared of your receivers to win quickly, you can send six and seven guys and harass Dak and confuse him and that stuff. It, it just, it was just a lot of things that were going against him in this game. And it's a big reason why they didn't have success on top of all the drops and all the mental mistakes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, all their answers for the game plan that Kansas City was going to uh, uh, you know use against the Cowboys offense were neutralized pregame you know the, the, well I mean I guess yeah I mean you added lamb in game but uh, yeah, obviously just compounded things but um, and then on top of that you know the way to work around that was that you just have Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown play at a level that is normal to them that, that replacement that you, level that you just you play, yeah, play at a replacement level and you'll be fine Play, well, play, yeah, I'll be mean, replacement level would be great, but but play, making the plays that they normally play, they're these guys are better than replacement four, level players. Four drops, and all of them would have been first downs in this yeah. game. Yeah, and and look, I'm gonna bring it up because not because I feel like it had an effect on the game at all, but more just because more like a historical record at this point. Uh, but obviously, the refereeing was you know 
not not even professional level uh, refereeing. Oh yeah, I didn't mean, have an effect on the game. No, I mean, it did, but I mean, I, I'm I'm not. We're not going to get into it, but I'm just bringing it up as a historical record. Yeah. So in the future, when we can find out whatever started World War Three, it was probably some terrible call uh, by by Spatori or something like that. Um, this game really showed you the the importance and value of Amari Cooper, though, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, I saw a stat. I believe it was the next gen stat said that only Devonte Adams has garnered more double teams this year than Amari Cooper. Well, and it was on fifty one percent of his snaps. He has guys that are, you know, two guys that are basically dedicated to him. When you don't have to worry about Amari on the outside, it's a lot easier to defend this offense. And I do think, even without Amari, when they had Sadie Lamb in the first half, they had their chances, right? Like, no Brown catches a pass. Michael Gallup, you know, if Dak doesn't overthrow Michael Gallup, I think they would have been okay. It's just, it, it makes things a lot harder when you oh, don't yeah. have that true bona fide number one receiver on the outside. Well, I mean, they they had they had every chance to win this game, even despite all the things. Even despite all that, yep. You know, they but they but they they dropped it. That yeah, you know, look, you talked about Gallup. I mean, Gallup, all all Gallup needed to do was beat man coverage once. I mean, if if if. If Dak puts that first pass on him, it, he scores a touchdown. I wonder like, how different the you know, game is, even if he doesn't score. Even if it's just, let's say, a 30-yard gain on that one. How different is the game? I, I You know, it, maybe the tenor's better. I think ultimately you're still dealing with the fact of crit- critical flaw in, in your in your original game plan. And again, it's not even just – let me be clear. It's a blitz-heavy scheme, which means it's complicated. It takes a lot of route recognition. There's a lot of uh, – uh, uh, you know, team, team, uh, you know, inner team concentration that needs to happen. Like they have to all be on the same page. I'm sorry. I was saying that poorly. They all need to be on the same page and see the same thing with these blitzes. It's, it's, it's not just that Cooper missed the game. It's that Cooper missed the game after practicing all week and them expecting him to play. They built the entire game plan around the fact that they've got these guys who can win on man coverage outside to beat blitzes. And when you lose that, and then you lose the other guy, who's the kind of, man beater it, it it makes your the whole your whole thing you've been practicing and you've been game planning the entire week you know moot it, it basically cancels everything it's just brutal and then we should talk about the running game yeah they could not run the ball at all in this mm-hmm. game for whatever different reasons uh tony pollard had one really nice run for 31 yards on uh, basically a fake toss play is that what you want to call it it was really yeah. a gimmicky play other than that they were awful and Ezekiel Elliott over the last five weeks is averaging 3.6 yards per carry. I know that's because he's banged up. Like he got hurt again in this game, but they're not running the ball. Well, they're not blocking. Well, man, it's, it makes it really hard to do much on offense. If every time you run the ball in first and 10, you're only getting a yard or sometimes you're losing yards and then you get a penalty. It's just, they just didn't do anything to make life easier on them today. Again, you know, a completely new left side of your offensive line. Uh, you're missing maybe your best run blocker uh, again in another game. Uh, and then, you know, McGovern, who, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't really, I mean, it's tough to kind of tell what's going on fully in the run game from the, the you know, the I mean, they the weren't opening but, up holes. I'll just tell you that. Much. No, absolutely not. No. And, 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 yeah. and I'll tell you this. The other thing I could tell just from the broadcast too, is that, you know, Kansas city was clearly uh, uh, focusing on stopping the run and, you know, Dallas couldn't make them pay. So nope. why would they stop? You know, because Dallas couldn't complete on anything down the field to back off the safeties. Why would they? Why would they not float the box? Yeah. 
so yeah, and the Cowboys had to run the ball because they were trying to keep it away. And I think you know, I saw everyone talking about why they're running the ball into the loaded boxes. It's like they need they're having so little success throwing the ball. Yeah. They have to do something to run the ball just to keep the, the, the ball away from Kansas City, even if it's running into loaded boxes. I mean, they they when you're passing so poorly that you can't pass, it's like there's only one other option besides punting. <laughs> Uh, we should talk about Dak as well. Just didn't yep. play well. Like, yes, there was a lot of drops yeah. and stuff, but oh, missing guys, uh, you know, the, the throw to Gallup, I, he didn't need to put it on a rope. There's other times where, you know, he just like on a, on a fade, he's throwing the ball too flat. I, it, just a weird game from Dak. And it felt like, again, came out in this game really anxious and jittery and really never settled down all game long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was windy. Like, that was part of it. When he was thrown into the wind, the ball was definitely dying on him. But even beyond that, there was times when he was the ball wasn't accurate. There were also – I mean, there was, again, lots of times when he was putting the ball on it and they weren't they weren't, they weren't catching it. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like he, there was a certain amount of the hero ball that you were, you know, expecting at a certain point when things weren't going well and he felt like he needed to be the catalyst of the team. Um it you know it, I also think that we're gonna go back in these games and and, and watch and see that nobody's open. I, I mean, it just oh it, you it, know that yeah that's a big. You could tell you could tell just by the way he was moving through progressions and the way he was in the pocket that you know it wasn't like he wasn't getting through progressions or uh, I mean just you know just by the way he was kind of moving his hips and, and his eyes it, it it seemed like he was looking for someone to throw the ball to and he couldn't um, yeah and and just. You know, and then when he could find people again, like it's it's just terrible that the 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 the, the times that you saw Kansas City make mistakes, uh, a lot of times were the times the Cowboys were making mistakes. You know, the, the, whether it was a holding call or or uh, you know, like yeah. I, like you know, again the Gallup play. I mean, where the, the receiver, the quarterback, cornerback fell down. It was that's why it was going to be such an enormous play. Uh, and then you make the mistake by overthrowing the ball. So you know, K- Kansas City didn't play fantastic football either no, we'll get to that in a second yeah but 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 dallas just you know found a way to make mistakes on the same snaps that kansas city made a lot of their mistakes which you know just means they couldn't capitalize we we should say this about the offense before we move on i, I am mm. nervous about them on thursday because one of the things the raiders do really well they, the raiders have their flaws and, and we'll talk about them later the week, you're but. the expert you're the guy in the know so everyone knows just just so they've got Two fantastic pass rushers that can absolutely wreck a game in Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. And they've got two really good corners in Casey Hayward and Nate Hobbs. So mm-hmm. if you're without your top two receivers and now Hayward can follow Michael Gallup, who's going to get open quickly and who's going to block those edge rushers? It could be a lot of the same for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, uh, and that is concerning. But we'll make sure we talk about that later on in the week. We'll preview yeah. that game. We want to continue to talk about this one, Landon. Uh, but before we do that, we should tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on, bet on all of your favorite sports. Uh, well, I want to also tell you guys about Built Bar. I need a Built Bar after the, oh, all the man. games today. That's My that. gosh, just. Crazy week in the NFL. Uh, Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. 
with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, we're being a little negative today because of how bad the Cowboys offense was. But let's yeah. talk about the defense because I think this is really encouraging. Um, I'm going to read you the, the outcome of every single drive the Chiefs had starting at the nine-minute mark in the second quarter. Are you ready? Okay, nine-minute mark in the second quarter. So yeah. we're talking about, what, twenty? not even 20 minutes of action. Punts are five plays. 29 yards punt, three plays minus one yard punt, two plays minus three yards fumble, sack fumble, halftime, seven plays, 38 yards interception, three plays minus four yards punt, seven plays, 41 yards field goal, seven plays, 40 yards missed field goal, punt, end of game. That is the Cowboys defense against the Kansas City Chiefs that were 100% healthy on offense today for the first time all season. It was incredibly impressive. I mean, I I think, you know, one of the things I talked about with you before we kind of popped on here was that I think all of us were just so much in shock and the way things unfolded in the game um, that we didn't really take in exactly what was happening on defense. Uh, This defense is, it's certifiably good. I mean, look, like I don't – you you held a Kansas City team that is healthy and hitting was hitting on all cylinders certainly last week um, uh, to 19 points at home uh, with you know with all their weapons and, and, and they had 13 and, drives on offense. That's the thing. Yeah. They had 13 drives. Yeah, and and, and you held and like the fact that you were able to hold them 19 points on 13 drives without Randy Gregory, without Demarcus Lawrence, without Gallimore. You know, Joseph had just started playing a couple of snaps without Brent Urban without Brent Urban. Um, you know, I, I think it's incredibly impressive. And and I think, look, we, we did just talk about a whole bunch of negative stuff. I think the offense will figure itself out, obviously. I, I mean, I, I don't know. If I'm just not sure it's this week. week. I'm just not yeah, sure it's this week. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to talk about that this week. But I think in the long run, I'm not super concerned about the offense getting back on track because I think they have the players when the players get back. What I'm excited about is where this defense is right now and where this defense is going to be in December when you get a lot of these players back, because right now to hold a Kansas city team, look, and on the other side of this, I think Kansas city shouldn't be so excited about this win because if anything, if I'm a Kansas city fan and analytically, and I'm looking at this game, I'm going, man, Kansas city had, had problems with, with a team that played two shell against them again. I mean, it it wasn't like he wasn't getting the ball around, but just only scored 19 19 points at home again with Dallas not having the two best pass rushers. That's concerning for Kansas city. I would imagine. And forcing three turnovers. They got three turnovers on defense and they scored 19 points in this game. Right. Like, so so mission accomplished. And I was even talking about it in game. It didn't look good early on, but the Cowboys made the right decision schematically to, to, to try to play more two shell. Even it was, even if it wasn't what they are normally doing to try to kind of emulate a little bit of what Brandon Staley and these guys are doing where they're, they're giving you two shell looks up front. And even, even if they're playing one and three, they're rotating guys down late. I I think it, it obviously it worked against the, 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 the chiefs, the game plan was sound. They executed it as well as you can against a team like Kansas city uh, in, you know, obviously the unfortunate part is that they didn't get what they needed from the other side of the ball to win the game. But, but I, yeah, I think so this Chiefs, is as encouraging as anything you could possibly hope to imagine for the defense. The Chiefs score their second touchdown with 14 minutes left in the second quarter. From that point on, they scored a field goal the rest of the game. That's just, and they got the ball at halftime. They got a couple short fields. I mean, their defense played 
considering the opponent, where this game was at, who you were down on defense, my gosh, it, it's really hard to put. I mean, I'm not putting any blame on them in this game. Like, it, you hold that offense to under 20 points and you fought, force multiple turnovers and you give the ball to the, your offense. Well, it was in plus territory on both plays, right? Both um, times. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. They they played really, really well. Now, you, can they you keep held that Tyree Kill. You held Tyree Kill under nine nine yards a catch on nine. You know, he had 11 targets. You know, they were just like, we were worried about him getting loose and, and getting behind the defense. And, and it really just didn't happen tonight. You know, they they executed, you know, they had some missed tackles. It wasn't perfect. They, the early oh, part of the game was a little rough. But I mean, again, look at who you're playing. This is a, this is an offense that was being called unstoppable, you know, a season ago, and it just kind of got its groove back. Had all of its players, uh, and and they really weren't able to do much against the defense in the second half. Again, it was the first time all season they've had all eleven starters. Like this is as healthy as you're going to have, and they have you know Clyde edwards is back, and you could clear Tyreek is healthy, and the offense yep. is coming off a really good game, and they're at home to only give up 19 points is just fantastic. So. I am encouraged about the defense. I do think, I do think you know you get Lawrence eventually back. You get Gregory eventually back. This defense has a chance to be, I don't want to say special, but a unit that you can feel like, hey, we if we need to go out and make a play or get a stop, we we feel good that you can actually do that. Uh, they're doing that now. That I guess yeah. that's what's surprising yeah. is that you, at the point I'm actually expecting them to get off the field. I'm you know, even when the I mean, Cowboys offense wasn't doing it, I was like the the defense is actually going to. They're going to do it. They're going to help us. I, I actually agree with you. There was a time in this game where it's like, I mean, I actually have more faith that the Cowboys defense is going to get a pick six or a strip sack and get the Cowboys in field position rather than the offense because they could not just sustain anything at all. And what a wild turn that's uh, been. I think that's what the, the big thing is for me. Like if you're talking about a silver lining here, my feeling about this defense has changed from, I don't believe, before it's, it happens that that they're going to get off the field, they're going to find a way to stop him. I believe that now. I I I, they, I mean, look, they just did it against Kansas City at, at Kansas City with all their starters. Like this is the test for your defense. And because yeah. we lost the game, we, we're kind of overlooking the fact that they've they the defense passed their test with flying colors. Now the offense needs to get healthy and get oh back on gosh, track. And suddenly, oh. and suddenly, you've got a, 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 a you can have a real juggernaut when it, going into December. Um. I just want to rewind a little bit to us back in like July and August. We were hoping that the Cowboys defense would be like 22nd or 23rd in the league. And if they can get to average, you know, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. You remember these conversations? Yeah. And now it's, hey, they forced two turnovers and held the Chiefs to under 20 points. And, uh, you know, they're the only reason that they were close in that game at all, right? What a wild turn it's been for this defense and, and the, the rapid improvement. So I think that is encouraging. It's just, <laughs> will they ever get, you know, like a three game stretch where the offense and defense clicks at the same time? I don't know. We'll see. That's you know, again, football, everything's, pointed to, everything's, impossible to know. everything's pointed towards them being a, a good team at the end of the season. That's what we, that is the one thing we talked about, right? Is if that they can ever get healthy. That's the well, thing yeah. is if they can ever get healthy. We'll see. And that's that's obviously part of it. And part of that, I think, is again going back into the thought process of why they they're being so careful with Tyron Smith. You know, is that ultimately they need these guys to be healthy at the end of the season because that's when this matters. The Cowboys have basically gotten to the point where you know they can lose some of these games and still be in the playoffs. But the, the important thing is 
is to be healthy and playing well in the playoffs. Even if you're not the number one or number two seed, that is incredibly important, and you definitely want that. You do not want to go to Green Bay, despite what you saw today. You do not want to go into Green Bay uh, and 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 have to play Green Bay uh, in, in the playoffs. But more important than that is that you have a healthy team that's playing good, good football in, in December. And to me, it feels like if, if we're lucky – we're trending that way, and the the, the gam the, the gambit was really trying to uh, uh, get this defense to a spot where it could be playing championship level defense by the end of the field, I mean, end of the season, and and it feels like this is the first time I felt like, man, if they're doing this with these guys without you know, like I said, maybe their second and third best defensive players on this team, we may have something by the end of the year. We may have something that's worthy of of going some places. And, but obviously the offense has got to hold up its end of the bargain. I will say this is the stretch of the year that always makes me so nervous because yeah. if you don't play well in this, was it three games in 12 days or something like that? Yeah. Uh, it can really set you back on top of that. This is where a lot of injuries happen. We see yeah. this every yeah. single year when you're playing this many games in that short of a time span, the injuries can really mount up quickly. And because there's so little time between games, like we're seeing with CD. Like if this was a normal week, CD might be able to go. Like if they're playing on Sunday afternoon, he might be able to play. He's out now. Like he's he's yeah. just not going to be able to play on Thursday. Same with Absolutely Amari not. Cooper, right? Because of the COVID yep. protocol. So yep. they've got to figure out a way to get through this this three game stretch. They already have one loss here. Can they can they get one more, two more wins against the Raiders and Saints? We shall see. But a very critical uh, little stretch coming up here for the Cowboys. So uh, final takeaways from this game, Landon. You know, I, I, like I'm disappointed. Uh, you know, this is just my take. I'm disappointed in Cooper uh, for, for his choices. I'm disappointed in how the backups didn't come to play in, in a way specifically a, le- a one and uh, 85 and, you hmm. know, 70, you know, Brown and, and Wilson and uh, Steele and, 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 you know, McGovern, I don't think you know, Collins I, played well either today. No, Collins Collins struggled at, at different points too. But I just feel like you know they uh, there was opportunity despite all this adversity to kind of still come away with this game because of the way your defense was playing, um, and and you weren't able to convert. Uh, so I don't like what the way this team is playing right now. I, I'm concerned about how this team is going to be playing on Thursday, uh, but I am excited about. I have I have faith and belief that the offense will re- 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 course correct, and I'm excited about pairing that offense with the defense that I'm seeing kind of develop before our eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am excited about the defense. A little bit nervous about the offense. Can Kellen Moore in a short week figure out a way to generate some offense? Can he use more pick routes? Can Gallup, you know, beat man-to-man coverage? We shall see. So big, big game coming up on Thursday. We've got a crazy week here in the Lockdown yeah. Cowboys podcast. Uh, I, Lane and I will be back on Tuesday, I believe. We'll have a crossover show maybe later this week. You've got to figure all that out still. Yeah. Uh, but uh, try to enjoy your Monday. It's not as bad as it seems. The Cowboys are still, what, two and a half games up in first place? Uh, are you are you buying this Eagles hype that the national media is trying to give us now? No. he's Jalen Hurts is still who he is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he develops into someone better than who he is, but I, I – in the in the in the NFL, especially the playoffs, you got to be able to throw for the pocket. I I don't know that he's quite that yet. Still, 
Yeah, the last three quarterbacks they've beat are Trevor Simeon, Teddy Bridgewater, and yeah. Jared Goff. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, Dallas did beat Teddy Bridgewater, but I, you know, the, the point remains. So, uh, that's why right. we whipped them for it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Lane and at McCool BCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, enjoy your Monday. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.